The following program is recorded content created by The Truth Network. Hey friends, I've got a great strategy today how we can speak so our voices are not silenced. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, biblical scholar and cultural commentator, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. Call 866-34-TRUTH to get on The Line of Fire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Hey friends, what a joy to be with you today on The Line of Fire. Here's the number to call. 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. We've got a lot of ground to cover today. Yesterday, the anniversary, 21st anniversary of the 9-11 tragedy. Also, a few days back, the passing of Queen Elizabeth, which I didn't even talk about on the radio for a couple of reasons. And a lot of stuff to talk about to encourage you, friend, that you are not alone that you have not lost your mind, that you're not the only one who thinks the way you think. So we're going to talk about that. I, I want to encourage each of you that has a bird, that has a concern, that it has something that is a weight, not to not be afraid to speak up even when you seem to be alone. Now, I'm going to open the phone lines to anything you want to talk to me about, any subject of any kind that ties in in any way with the Line of Fire broadcast, you can call with your question, with your comment, with your criticism. Oh, yeah. 866-348-7884. Before I get into the heart of what I want to talk to you about today, let me step back first and mention Queen Elizabeth's passing. Uh, the Friday broadcast of last week was pre-recorded. I had to be traveling out earlier than normal. That was pre-recorded. I answered a bunch of uh, questions that were submitted on Facebook, great questions that we got to address on the air. Thursday was when the news got out of Queen Elizabeth's passing, but I didn't even know about it. I had been busy teaching all morning and then went from there to do radio, and then after the show, saw the headlines. The, the thing that's so interesting for me as an American is it's very hard for me to relate to the whole royalty thing. Now, I understand that through human history, kings, queens, royalty, monarchs, that's been the norm. What we're used to in America, what we grew up with, is, is not the norm historically. And in many parts of the world, it's still not the norm. And I remember talking to some British Christians a few years ago. And one was saying how blessed they are to have a queen. And it was such an odd concept to me. Uh, can you relate to that? It's just, it's so different. But for those who grow up in it, there's a significance, especially when it's, it's Britain's longest reigning monarch, 70 years, and that she represented something great to the nation and her popularity transcended the generations. So, uh, as I was thinking about it, I didn't really know what to say except deep condolences to our friends in the United Kingdom and others that, that look to Elizabeth as queen and, and may her legacy be blessed. So I, I didn't have anything profound to say, anything deep to offer. But for those who wonder, how can I say anything? Well, first, I didn't realize it happened until my show was over. The next show was pre-recorded, and this is the first one live since. But beyond that, I haven't written an article or... I. I just don't know what, what do I have to say that is going to add to her memory or contribute to the future. So my condolences to those who are mourning her, her loss. 
and you think of uh, a life well lived seems like a life that was well lived. Okay, so it doesn't take much to trigger the pain of the memories of 9-11 because it, it strikes close to our household. Nancy's brother Douglas was one of the people killed that day. And every death that day was tragic. Every death that day was, was grievous. And the, those people just going about a day's work there in D.C., New York City or D.C., never to come home. Now, I know that happens every day. Someone gets in a car wreck. Someone dies of a heart attack. They don't expect it to happen. But here it's this massive tragedy and the madness and insanity of what was behind it and what was driving it. In, in, in Nancy's case, her brother Douglas, it strikes home on another level because he had worked in the, New York, uh, in, in the Twin Towers years earlier, but he wasn't regularly working there. He just happened to be there that day for a trade show. You think, well, why that day? Why couldn't it have been another day? Left behind his wife and two kids. So Nancy showed me a picture that the, the daughter had posted of him with, with the with her and her brother when they were little. So you just see that it's just so heart-wrenching. And many, of course, the family's never recovered, never healed. Many of the firefighters involved, lost colleagues, committed suicide. Uh, families just with a terrible blow. But reminds us of the, the dark degree of evil. It reminds us of how destructive Satan is. It reminds us of the, the ugliness and sinfulness of human beings outside of God's grace. And that the only real hope we have, the only real solid hope, the only real rock is the Lord. Because everything else is here today and gone tomorrow. Empires, nations, everything here today and gone tomorrow. There are no big people in God's sight. There is a big God, period. <clears throat> and there, there are masses, millions, billions of little people, all of them loved by God, all of whom Jesus died for and all can find refuge and hope and life in him. So to anyone that's, that's listening now, and you're hurting, like percentage-wise, I know, with, with the audience we have by God's grace, radio, social media, the various platforms, podcasts, I, I know percentage-wise there are going to be a number of you hurting, grieving, some hopeless, some suicidal, some at the end of your rope. Turn to the Lord. With, with everything, as if there was no other hope, there was no other way, there was no other refuge. Turn to him with everything so that your hope is found in him alone. He will not fail you. He will not let you down. How many times have we seen, and you know the saying, man's extremity is God's opportunity. How many of you came to faith in Jesus in the first place because of difficulties you went through? I was talking to someone who had been away from the Lord and, and finally came back to the Lord. And I asked him, what was the key in your coming back to the Lord? He said, candidly, loneliness and poverty. He got to the end of himself. You say, oh, well, that proves it. Religion is just a crutch. Your whole God thing is just a crutch. No, crutch? Are you kidding me? No, this is life support. This, this is everything, because you may skip your way through life. You may make a lot of money. You may be popular. Life may go well for you, but it's here today, gone tomorrow, and then eternity. And you'll stand before God and give account 
All of us will. What are you going to say on that day? And you look at your life and think, I wasted, I wasted all these years just by having a good time. So friends, this is reality. What happens is often when we get to the end of ourselves, often when we face a crisis, reality strikes us. That's when we understand, oh, I, I need God. I need help. We all need God. We all need help. We all need mercy. I tweeted was it yesterday. I said, every so often it strikes me afresh how God doesn't treat us as our sins deserve as believers, not just as unbelievers. God forgave us and cleansed us and, and put our sins on Jesus' shoulders when we asked for mercy and brought us into his kingdom and family. And that's glorious and wonderful, and we're so grateful. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. But even as believers, God has extraordinary mercy on us. God has continued grace on us. So look to him. All right. Uh, We're doing something today I'm going to tell you about in a moment. I don't know that we've ever done this before, but this is a radio-only special offer. We're going to give you in a moment. So if you're watching, if you're listening, either way, it's a call-in only offer. So however you're taking in this message, live radio right now, live stream on YouTube or Facebook, or catching uh, up to it later on computer, on podcast, this is a call-in only offer. And if you're calling in after the fact, uh, if you leave your Info, we will get right back to you. But here's, here's what we want to do. We want to bless you with something, and we, we want to do something unique. This is not being sent out via email to everybody like we normally do. It's not being posted on our website like we normally do. So this is just an in-house special thing. If you're calling in now and lines you're busy, just leave your info so we'll get right back to you, okay? But let me tell you the offer and then the number to call. You ready? I'm, I'm really excited to do this. So my brand new book, The Political Seduction of the Church, is out. We're getting blown away by, by the reports, responses of people reading it, how it's speaking to them, and how it's, it's being there. Yes, this is what I felt. This is what I wanted to say. So that's, that is tremendously, tremendously encouraging to see and hear. That's why I wrote the book. Felt It's absolutely critical. We want to put some extra resources in your hand today. So are you ready? My brand new book, The Political Seduction of the Church, literally hot off the press, how millions of American Christians have confused politics with the gospel. That book, plus my book, How Saved Are We?, came out in 1990, one of the most intense books you will ever read in your life. Burning as I wrote it, it burning your heart as you read it. What a wake-up call and vision of what real salvation is. And then my message, Holy Desperation, preached in the Brownsville Revival. The altars were flooded. People literally running to the altar, began to cry out to God for fresh visitation and repentance in their own life. So the, the CD of that message, it's over $40 of resources, just $25, but here's how you order. It's not online. Here's how you order. Call this number, 704-498-4673. Let me give that to you again. 704 498 4673. So the book, Political Seduction of the Church, the book, How Saved Are We?, and the CD message, Holy Desperation. 
over $40 of resources, just $25. Once more, 704-498-4673. Call now, order. You can order multiple packages if you want. If lines are busy, just leave your info. We will get right back to you. I can't wait to get these into your hands because I, I deeply believe as you read, as you listen, you'll be informed, you'll be stirred, your life will be impacted so you can impact those around you. All right, we come back. I'm going to get into an important strategy with you today on The Line of Fire. Stay right here. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on the Line of Fire. All right, things are going to get pretty intense for a little while. Just a heads up. We've got some pretty weighty things to share with you, but things I know you want to hear. All right, here's some background. Here's some background. 866-34-TRUTH. For those who want to weigh in or ask me any question on any subject that relates at all to the broadcast. So often over the years, people will say to me, well, you, you write what I'm feeling. You're articulating what's in my heart. That's why for years we've been introduced as your voice, your voice for moral, cultural, spiritual revolution your voice of moral sanity and spiritual clarity. By God's grace, we've got these great platforms to reach millions of people every week in radio and social media and writing and video and TV so we can get a message out that you're burning with. So we take this as a, as a sacred privilege. As I've been on secular TV, I know it's not just about honoring the Lord and representing Him, but, but representing each of you as we stand together in our convictions. So... I, I was preaching this past Saturday in Pensacola, Florida, at a large conference, Light the Fire Again conference at the Pensacola Convention Center. And after the message, which was entitled, We Need God, uh, just talking with a colleague here at S. Dr. Brown, and he mentioned to me a quote from Doug Wilson, who said, we can't vote our way out of something we send our way into. And that was pretty much what my message was about, that the only hope for the nation is revival in the church and awakening in the society, that we've fallen too far morally, culturally, spiritually to have any way to get back without divine intervention, and that when we look to politics to do what only the gospel can do, we will be disappointed. And I began to lay out ways that we had been politically seduced while calling us to be politically involved. And there was a young lady listening to the message, 13 years old, and her mom and dad, missionaries in Italy for many years, dad Italian, uh, mom American, uh, students at our ministry school. And she texted to her mom while listening to the message. I thought they were online, but they were actually in different parts of the building. She said, he's saying what we're all thinking. I mean, her whole family feeling the same way, thinking the same way. He's saying what we're all thinking thinking. 
And when I saw those words, they deeply blessed me, not just coming from a 13-year-old, but the, the fact that I, I know, I know that I know that I know that many of the concerns I have raised, you have felt also. Many of the burdens I have expressed, you have carried also. Many of the concerns, the, the, the words, the, the things that we've addressed saying something is wrong, you've been feeling that, but haven't had the platform to get the message out. And when I speak, we're all speaking together. Acts 2, then Peter stood with the 11. Even though Peter spoke, as my friend Yesu Potter from India says, when he spoke, they all spoke because he was speaking for them. Now, I, I want to share some ways that we cannot be silenced together a little bit further into the broadcast. But to, to paint a picture of where we stood in America today, I, I use some illustrations. I first put up a picture, and those watching will put this up for you now. Uh, it was Richard, known now as Rachel Levine, together with Sam Britton. So uh, Richard Levine in Health and Human Services in the Biden administration, Sam Brinton in uh, nuclear waste disposal. So these are high-level people in the, in the Biden administration, and they are in official business with the French ambassador, so representing America. And there is a picture of Richard Levine. So I'm, quote, dead-naming Richard. I could get banned from Twitter for doing this. Uh, so there he is in his, in his dress, military outfit as an admiral, Next to him, Sam Britton, also in a dress, his head shaved, you know, made up, female makeup. He does drag queen kind of stuff, gender fluid. The, these are representatives of the American government. May the Lord save them, bring them into wholeness, bring them into repentance. But this, this is the madness of the day in which we live. Then I put up a picture. It looks like someone staged it, photoshopped it, but it's it's real. There is a... Uh, and a drag queen, a satanic-looking drag queen, I'm talking about with horns, reading to toddlers, drag queen reading hour, endorsed enthusiastically by the American Library Association. I, I mean, absolutely demented. May the Lord save and deliver that man as well and bring him into wholeness in the Lord. And these, you know, these things get packed out. Parents can't wait to bring their kids to these things. This is some of the perversion of today's society. Then I played this clip from the beginning of the movie that I had the privilege of hosting for the American Family Association, American Family Studios, in his image, just to give a picture of where things are at in America. Let's listen. You want to be a drag queen and your parents don't let you? You need new parents. I'm a man. My ID say female. He's being rude. Know your pronoun. Know your pronoun. It is man. L G G B D T T T I Q Q. Why to mom? The hips on the drag can go swish, swish, swish. The issues are unavoidable. They're on the news. I did not have a chance to comment on how good the White House looked in rainbow colors. They're in our legislation. The Texas bathroom bill. In our schools. Drag queen story hour. Our entertainment, our social media. They're even reaching into our churches. Let us be the church together. They're causing families to question everything they thought they knew. I was being asked to choose my child and my church. I chose my child. 
and they're pushing everyone who calls themselves a follower of Christ to wrestle with the question, what does God think about all this? By the way, you can watch that entire documentary for free at inhisimage.movie. Inhisimage.movie. Great stories, incredible stories of God's mercy and grace and restoration and answers to prayer. Inhisimage.movie. Or just go onto YouTube, watch that in his image. Okay, stirring stuff, eye-opening stuff, painful stuff. Then I played this clip from a preschool teacher who identifies as NB, non-binary. This is preschool. This is four-year-olds. Check it out. Story time. This has been my first year in preschool with a class of my own, teaching alongside another queer neurodivergent educator, and we have been rocking our two's class. We've been talking about gender and skin color and consent and empathy and our bodies and autonomy. It's been fabulous. But our teaching team is shifting and a new person is being onboarded, someone with many years of experience. So today at the lunch table, when the topic of gender and genitals came up, one of our students plainly looked up and said, well, I'm a girl today, but I know that teacher Ko isn't. No, they're Envy. And the look on the incoming teacher's face was priceless. She was shocked in a good way. And she just looked around at the two of us and said, this class is incredible. And I am so impressed. As I said to all those watching Saturday morning, this is child abuse. And may the Lord have mercy on that young woman and bring her to himself. And then I played a clip of a mom, sort of loving mom, with her, with her little boy, toddler boy, as he's reading through the Gay BC book. And mom's mind, she's helping her kid be accepting and open and, and welcoming. I don't know that we'll get through the whole clip here, but let's just, just play it as much as we have time. This was the, the last clip that I played Saturday morning to just say, America needs God, and there is no political solution to fix it. Let's listen. E is for I lie. E is for Bye. C is for Coming out. D is for Drag. E is for Equality. F is for Family. Uh oh. We missed a page. G is for Gay. H is for hope. I is for intersex. J is for joy. K is for cookie. L is for lesbian. M is for Martin. N is for non-binary. O is for orientation. Very good. P is for hands. Q is for I don't know what Q. That's okay. Q is for queer. Queer. All right. So it 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 goes on to the end of the alphabet again. It's a loving mom involved with her kid. And raising that kid in ways that we say, please, no, 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 no. This kid's going to grow up confused. What's the political solution for that? Who are we going to elect that's going to fix that? 
there is no political solution. Should we be involved? Yes, yes, yes. The midterm election is important. Yes, yes, yes. But friends, we need God. Starting in the church, sweeping from there into the society. We come back, just want to tell you how we can make a difference together. I've got some hope, some encouragement for you. And hopefully, I'm saying what you're thinking. i got to tell you about the middle school boy that came up to talk to me at a book signing we were doing for the political seduction book after my message. you got to hear what this 12-year-old boy had to say to me. We'll be right back. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on the Line of Fire. Together, we cannot be silenced. Do you have a question for me? Do you differ with me? Would you like to give me a piece of your mind? You're just reading the Bible and wondering about something? We'll get to some calls, 866 348 Seven eight eight four. I didn't take live calls Friday. I answered social media questions, so here's a good day to get in. Eight six six three four truth. Okay, uh, I want to tell you a conversation I had with a twelve year old boy. I believe it was his mom and dad with him, but he did all the talking. They smiled as he talked. A young couple and a twelve year old boy. Uh, he came to to my table after I spoke Saturday in Pensacola at the Light the Fire Again conference. I was doing a book signing for my political seduction book, so it's. Great time to meet people face-to-face and hear from them. And it, it was really, really interesting. It was, it was really, really interesting to hear how many people came up to me and said, I thought I was the only one feeling like this. Because in my message, I gave a list of ways to know that we had been politically seduced. As someone who voted for Donald Trump twice, as someone who strongly encourages Christians to get involved, be it in the local school board or voting or being informed, as someone who's been on the front lines of the culture wars now for almost 20 years, especially focused on, on, on LGBTQ plus related issues and reaching out to people at the same time. So as someone encouraging us not to withdraw from the political scene, but to be salt and light in the midst of it, I said, here are ways to know that we've been politically seduced. And I've been through this on the air. I don't want to rehash it again, but, you know, we're more concerned about winning the elections than winning the lost. When we become an appendage to a political party, when when we uh, when we lift up a person in a way that we should only lift up the Lord, when we become as vulgar and nasty as the candidates that we support, when we divide over a candidate rather than unite around Jesus and on and on. So I've been going through this and one after another, people said, that's how I feel. I don't feel like I could speak up. Now, if you don't have the book yet, Political Seduction of the Church, you, you missed out on the, on the pre-order, the, the signed pre-order copies. We've got a great resource offer for you today, so let me make this available. This is by phone only. So if you're listening day after the show went live on podcast and you're not calling in during our show hours, no problem. Just call, leave your contact info. We'll get right back to you 
immediately so you can take advantage of this. But this is not advertised online. You can't go to our website and find this. No email announcement. This by phone only. Just something special that we're doing this week. So here's the number to call, 704-498-4673. Once more, 704-498-4673. Get my book, The Political Seduction of the Church. Dr. Brown, do you deal with false prophecies? Yeah, deal with all that. Do you deal with an unhealthy Christian nationalism distinct from healthy Christian patriotism? You bet. Do you deal with questions like, is the church supposed to take over society? You bet. Do you you deal with what really happened January 6th? You bet. All in the book. And we lay out the calling of the church. When you get that, oh, when you see our calling in God, you, you won't get sullied with earthly things. You'll bring a heavenly perspective into the things of this world. So you get the book, Political Seduction of the Church, plus one of the strongest books ever wrote in my life, How Saved Are We? Uh, trust me, the title says it all. It'll burn in you as you read it, but I believe resonate. Those that want a serious walk with God, those that don't want a cheap gospel. That book, plus maybe the most important message I preached in the entire time I was in Pensacola in the Browns Revival, Holy Desperation. That's on a CD. Remember CDs, right? So just copy it onto your computer, your, your cell phone, listen to it, take it in. It'll stir you. So those resources over $40 worth just for $25, but you have to call to take advantage. 704-498-4673. Buy multiple packages if you want. Get them out to your friends. Okay. Uh, so Saturday, I'm sitting at the book table signing books. 12-year-old boy comes up to me. And remember, he's seen now these videos about what's happening in the schools. He's, he's heard me talking about these things, LGBTQ activism. 12 years old, middle school. And he says to me, he says to me, <clears throat> it's all over my middle school. I mean, all enthusiastic waving and says, it's all over my middle school. Now, you see, it's been all over middle schools for years. But a lot of parents just didn't know it. Why? Well, you don't know everything that goes on in the course of a day in school. And if it's not part of what comes up with a teacher-student evaluation, or it's not something overt with, uh, it's not something overt, say, with uh, uh, books in the curriculum, or your kid just doesn't know that there's anything to communicate because they don't realize they're hearing some stuff that is really propagandistic brainwashing material for them. They're not aware of that. Or they just think it's kind of cool to keep this stuff in school, whatever it is. Or maybe they have a gay-straight alliance at the school where they're telling their teachers, their faculty advisors, yeah, I'm really gay or I'm really trans. And they're like, okay, shh, don't tell your parents. This is our secret. For whatever reason, more and more parents are finding out now what's in the schools. COVID helped with that. With all the, the pain that COVID brought, COVID helped with that. In that, uh, the, the uh, parents were now watching. Parents were watching what their kids were, were uh, getting in school. They're, they're now seeing, oh, okay, they, they are, uh, this, because it was being watched on video. They're watching it on video, and now their parents are like, what? This is, this is what you're being taught? Because they're, they're doing it from home during COVID. So, so, more and more people are being aware, but we've, we've been shout, shouting for years. Had this documented and running for years. I remember watching a video probably over 15 years ago from, from Massachusetts where a, a bunch of faculty were talking 
administrator, faculty people before a semester started. And they're talking about how they have to help the gay and lesbian kids and they have to reinforce these values and so on and so forth. And the question comes up, okay, but what about, what about if this goes against what the parents believe, what the parents teach, the parents' religious beliefs and other things? Do we contradict the parents? Is that what we're being told to do? A teacher was rightly asking for clarification. And the answer was, yes, that's what we're saying. Uh, this stuff has been documented for years and years and years. I remember an article reading it by John Haskins years ago. Uh, Big Brother's watching and it really is gay. Basically, the title I used modified that for a chapter in, in my Queer Thing book. And I remember talking to him years back and saying, I would have thought that one article enough would open enough people's eyes. It's like, you know, just there it goes. There it goes. So anyway, 12-year-old boy, it's all over my school, middle school. And then he takes a full piece of paper he has in his hands with his notes written on. He goes, these are all the notes I took down to preach your sermon on the stuff you were saying. So as I was speaking, he's getting inspired. 12 years old. All right, so here's the thing. How many times do you differ with the prevailing narrative, but you don't speak up? Because why? Who are you? Who's going to listen to you? This famous TV preacher saying it differently with millions of followers. This political commentator watched by millions is saying it differently. This, this person with massive social media following, they're saying it differently. Other friends you have are saying, who are you? So you feel like, yeah, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm just wrong. Or it's not worth it. You raise your voice, you get vilified, you get attacked. Everybody turns on you. Or you, you say to yourself, no one's going to listen. No, it, why bother? Or are you just intimidated by the conflict? Either way, friends, there are more of you out there who have been saying something's wrong, something's wrong for years. I think back to the 2020 elections. Now, I voted for Trump as president in 2016, 2020. Nancy did in 2016, but not 2020. She didn't vote for Joe Biden. He absolutely did not want to see him in office, but had so many reservations about Trump's leadership that she couldn't vote for him the second time. She voted for him the first time with great hesitancy. The second time, she couldn't. Uh, almost all of my close friends, colleagues were voting for Trump. All right. And all these prophetic voices were virtually unanimously saying Trump's going to be reelected. Trump's going to serve four more years. And I was hoping they were right because I wanted him and I preferred his policies to those of Joe Biden. Weighed the good he did versus the bad that he did and thought the good outweighs the bad. That was my perspective. I remember Nancy talking to me one day. Now, she is a very strong individual, literally the strongest human being I know in terms of moral conviction. In terms of immovability, when she's convinced of something, I literally don't know anyone. And I know some very strong leaders. I don't know anyone who is stronger than my wife, Nancy, when it comes to moral conviction. It's not even an issue of what the consequences are. It's like, this is right. This is true. How can you even entertain anything else? As strong as she is, and then married to me, another strong person, although she's stronger, but I'm a strong person. Confrontation doesn't bother me. In fact, it fuels my fire. The more I get attacked, the stronger I get. The more I get resisted, the bolder I get. 
So she's married to me, and by God's grace, we can reach millions of people every week. We've got, we got a good following. So she's not just somebody all by herself. Still, she felt that intimidation. And, and she came to me one day. She said, what about those of us who don't believe the prophets are right? What about our own relationship with God? What about that? I mean, she came to me just in tears of pain and knowing that, that she's feeling the way many others feel. Who am I to think that they're all wrong? Who am I to think that all these spiritual leaders are wrong? Who am I? Now, regardless of where you land about Trump, that's not the issue. That is not the issue. The issue is that ultimately you're accountable to God for your life, not for mine, not for true prophets, false prophets, not for Donald Trump, not for Joe Biden. You're accountable for your life, and I'm accountable for mine. And by God's grace, I can often serve as your voice and articulate what you're feeling because I'm feeling the same thing, and I know that I'm speaking for others. But more than that, I'm encouraging you, everyone, if we all speak up, we can't be silenced. And you find out you are not in such a small minority as you thought. All right, we're going to the phones. We come back. But a reminder, here's the number to call for the special resource offer, 704-498-4673. That's 704-498-4673 to take advantage of the special offer, Political Seduction of the Church, How Saved Are We?, and the Holy Desperation message. I know it'll stir your heart. We'll be right back. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. I've got a really, really interesting story to tell you. I'll do it in a moment. First, let's go to the phones. We'll start with Adam in Westchester, New York. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Good afternoon, Dr. Brown. May God continue to bless you, your family, and all of your organizations. In Jesus Christ's precious name, amen. Amen. I am a Jewish man who believes in Jesus Christ as the Jewish Messiah, and I do a little Torah study with my local Chabad, and I receive their emails. Last week, I received an email uh, from them, and it recounted a story from a rabbi when he had met the Queen. Now, in this story, I had to read the last paragraph several times and then decided I have to attempt to give you a call to discuss. Okay. Uh, And I just want to read this last paragraph. And the parable, the Hasidic parable, is the king being in the field in this season, and that's what I want you to elaborate on. He says this, I have always felt honored to have had this experience. And I have used it to illustrate the Hasidic parable of the king being in the field in this season. We can relate to this and understand the blessing we make when seeing a king blessing God who gave of his glory to flesh and blood. Let me repeat that. Blessing God who gave of his glory to flesh and blood. 
Mm-hmm. And in your Israel in your Israel sermons, you you say it a few times about uh, how the Orthodox Jews are so close yet so far, and this appears to me to be one of those examples of being so close yet so far. Uh, and I wanted you to talk about uh, the parable in this season, because it's the season according to the Jewish calendar of the king being in the field in this season. And yeah, I hope so, I've made myself clear. Yeah, yeah, th- thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate it. Now, on the one hand, I, I fully understand that traditional Judaism is a very s- different system than the Messianic faith, that the, the presuppositions and the way we relate to God and so many things are very, very different on the one hand. On the other hand, yes, there, there are often deep parallels and crossing points and points of identification, bridges from one to the other, and we seek to open those up for understanding. And we, we've had this happen over the years from ultra-Orthodox Jews, Hasidic Jews, and others, that the things we've suggested have, have helped open their heart and mind to consider who Yeshua really is. So two thoughts here. One the idea of God giving of his own glory to flesh and blood, I, I would understand with, to be a reference to royalty, so that there are, there are kings, there are queens, there are people who carry this glory and splendor uh, from God, the king of all kings, and then he gives that lesser glory to human beings. But, of course, that's one of the points that we make, that, that God makes himself known, that God shares his glory in that sense with his son, because his ultimate glory he shares with no one, and yet uh, the Son has been given that unique glory. There's that parallel. The other thing that's interesting, and I have to read the whole article to, to understand the full context, but, you know, the king in his field, right? I, I've reached out to Jewish friends and said, I, I know you're waiting for the royal Messiah to come and be revealed. I know you're looking for him to fight the wars of the Lord and to reunite the exiles from around the world and to rebuild the temple and to do all those important things, you know, as, as, as a king, Melech Mashiach, Melech Mashiach, the King Messiah. I know you're waiting for that, but don't we Jews need a Messiah who suffered by our side, a Messiah who's been here in this world with us and suffered the pain and suffered the hatred and suffered the reproach and, and suffered the unjust treatment and was ultimately abandoned and killed and then rose. Isn't that a Messiah that we can relate to? And isn't that a God who, who comes down in our midst into the, the, the hopelessness of our lives to save us? And I think that's an important point to, to exploit, the, the divine condescension, the degree that he reaches down to us. And, and there are there are thoughts within traditional Judaism that can relate to that. So I think that's something that we need to lean into. It, it, Adam, if you'll look at my Answering to Jewish Objections to Jesus volume, the first volume, and look at the lengthy answer about the Holocaust, I, I think you'll find some real points of contact to some of what you're talking uh, to me about in this call. So in volume one of Answering Jewish Objections to Jesus, the lengthy answer on the Holocaust. I think you'll find that helpful where I bring in the, relation, the, the aspects of suffering Messiah and even traditional Jewish thought trying to wrestle with this. All right? 
And this is the year of the season where God is in the field waiting, and there's the tangible time. Or when you, I was hoping maybe you could talk about that to some extent, where that's found in the Old Testament. It, it is that time in Elul where we are right now, where God is in the harvest yes, in the season. Yep. So what I'd like to do, Adam, is actually go to the Chabad website just to read the the full article and to see exactly the, the context of which they're speaking before commenting more. Maybe I can do that later this week, if, if I find it of interest for sure. But it, it is one of these seasons where around the world people are wondering, are, are, we, are we nearing the end? Is, is this a unique time in human history? Many in Israel wondering that. Jewish state reestablished over 70 years now. Uh, what's happening? So there is that fresh talk, you know, movie makers with more movies about the end of the world. So, yeah, well, I'll check it out, Adam, so I can speak to it with, with more relevance and, and understanding. Hey, thank you so much for the call, and may the Lord's light shine brightly in your life. All right, so, quick story. I was part of a leadership team years ago, and the, uh, I had stepped down for a little while. I was still doing active ministry, but didn't have the responsibilities of being one of the, the elders and interacting on local congregational issues as I was just doing other outside ministry. So a decision was made to bring in an outside organization to help the congregation do fundraising uh, to, to buy the building it was, it was renting. So it was a nice piece of property, a nice building, but it was going to take some funding to do it. So after much consultation, these guys are gifted. They help bring the congregation together and do all this and rally the troops and so on. So they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna do that. And uh, I didn't feel right about it. I didn't like it. I didn't feel right about it. But it wasn't up to me to say because I had willingly stepped away from local congregational responsibilities while majoring on the other things I was doing. Uh, so I, I just shared my reservations with, with the senior leader just to say, hey, I know, it, I, I, know I don't carry a vote here. But just, just letting you know, I, I don't think this is us. It doesn't feel right. Hey, Mike, well, thanks for saying it, but all the other elders are on board with it, and we're going ahead. Okay, great. It's not, not mine to call. You're, you make the decision that elders do together. So then it came up that not everybody was as happy as we thought. So the, we, we meet together, all the elders, right? And, and uh, I, I share what I share. And, you know, I'm in, in, invited into this meeting. And one of them says, well, you know, I, I haven't felt right about it from the start, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be the only one. Another guy says, well, I, I didn't feel right either, but when I saw that you were good with it, I thought, well, who am I to differ with him? So I'm, I was good with it. Yet another guy says, actually... I was not comfortable, but when I saw you two guys were good on it, I thought, well, who am I to differ? I'll be <laughs> nobody, nobody in the room, as I recall, except for the senior leader. He sat there just shaking his head, stunned, because these are all good men, godly men. And I don't know if it was everybody, but almost everybody. It could have been everybody. No one felt good about it, but when they saw the well, if you said, if you, you know how often that happens? So... If you have a difference with respect, with honor, not bashing others, just say, you know, I, I don't see it like that. Or with all respect, I, I beg to differ. <clears throat> yeah, I, I remember that vividly. And you shake your head thinking, man, I thought I was the only one. Actually, I was in the majority, but everybody gave, gave 
into a group pressure spirit when the group didn't even believe that. Oh, how often does that happen, friends? So the solution is simple. If we all speak up, not bashing others again, not insulting their viewpoint, say, hey, I see your viewpoint, I respect it, but here's why I don't agree. You find you're not the only one. This one, this one, this one, this one, this, a whole lot. You find out within your denomination, you're not the only one. You find out within your congregation, you're not the only one. You find out within your social media circles, you're not the only one. Just go ahead. Let's let our voices be heard together. Because together, you're not going to be able to silence us. All right, one more reminder. This radio-only, phone-only offer. So again, radio-only meaning the broadcast-only. It's not on our website. We haven't done an e-blast about this. It's not posted on social media. Just by calling in this number, 704-498-4673. Once more, 704-498-4673. When you call in, you get these three resources. My brand new book, The Political Seduction of the Church, eye-opening, and I'm, I'm thrilled with the feedback I'm getting from readers now. How Saved Are We? came out in 1990. One of the most important books that I've written. I believe it was that book that David Wilkerson read before he asked me to come preach at Times Square Church. I believe that, that it was that book, as I think, told me read it, just sat down and read it one sitting. And then my message, Holy Desperation, preached in Brownsville, Pensacola Revival, 1998. So for $40 of resources, just $25, but get it by calling. All right, 704-498-4673. Back with you tomorrow. Another program powered by the Truth Network.